Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Men Anything. It's me, Emma Wilman. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. We're coming in hot. I came into the studio. I saw Nico. I said, I'm going to go get enough coffee to kill a small chicken. And he said, what? And I said, this is going to be good. He's a comedian and podcaster based in New York City. We get into it right away. We talk about his growing up in the South, his experience dating as a trans man. We talk about locker room talk at men's rooms and women's rooms. I love doing this episode. It was super interesting. Please write in AMA at Betches.com. Thank you so much for your emails. I can check the email inbox now. So if you want to say what's up, I'll be in there. Also, you can message me on Instagram at IMMWilman and I got a phone number for you. I'm tempted to just give you my mom's cell phone number because her and I have been arguing a little bit. I feel like it'd be kind of a funny prank, but I'm not going to do that. Here's the AMA voicemail inbox. Call in 201-754-8351. You can ask questions that you want me to ask our guests, or if you just honestly want to vent and get something out, feel free, call in. I can keep it anonymous or not, whatever. Say hi. I've got a lot of shows coming up on the road. I'm going to be in Irvine, California. I'm going to be in Oxnard. I'm going to be in Albany. I'm going to be in Kansas City. I'm going all over the place. You can get tickets at immemmawilman.com because I bought emmawilman.com one night when I was drunk and I forgot the password. So immemmawilman.com it is. Welcome to the show. What's up? I'm excited to be here. How you doing? I'm good. It's fucking cold. It's so cold. And I've had just had so, I have like such a raging caffeine addiction. <laughs> Do you drink a lot of caffeine? I honestly, it, it it's so, it affects me so much that I can really do one or two cups a day at the max. Really? I definitely have to have one. Like your, it affects your stomach? Like I get shaky. Oh, I'll get shaky. That's what I want, man. <laughs> that's like my goal. Yeah. And then I've been building up doing a caffeine detox. So because I'm thinking of doing that now, I'm just like the amount I'm having is just. So the crash is even worse. Because <laughs> I'm just picturing that I'm going to not have it. So I'm yeah. drinking more than ever. But it's okay. It's okay. It could could be way, way worse. So Nico and I, I probably met you like four years ago, I would say. But your clips started popping up on my Instagram. And I thought they were so like funny and original. Thank you. And then you had, there was one clip that you had about, wait, I don't want to butcher it. But it was about you being like. Thinking like a typical, I don't want to give away the joke too, but it's like thinking like a typical guy that you can also get lesbians. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great joke. Thank you, thank you. That's um, it's funny because that as always happens when you put things on the internet, people have so many opinions about it, sure, and they're always so nice about how they respond. So nice, couldn't be friendlier. I don't know how you feel, but something there's like a unique position where like if you're if you're queer on the internet, where you'll get just like trolls who are like Mm. assholes, and then you'll get like ultra queer people who are like over analyzing the other end of it and it's like you can't be mad at me too like i need you on my side totally and those <laughs> that bothers me so much more i know when someone when a queer person's like i'm queer and emma woman you're homophobic and i'm like i'm too stupid to process that <laughs> 
ouch literally but with that joke there were so many people that are like actually trans men do like are like are part of the lesbian community like you know like just like going off on this like theory stuff and i was like it's a joke right you're like i had 30 seconds it's intentionally reductive that's the art totally. like just calm down like <laughs> reductive is a great word for it it's like a good summary because i'm I would just like go on and be like, I, I I was trying to say something that I was trying to say, but I didn't have enough space to say it. And shit. <laughs> Do you write back to those comments? No, I like don't. I won't. I'll let people get in fights because I need the algorithm to it do its work. It does help to freaking it does algorithm. Help to let people, you know, fight and fall in love in the comments yep. or whatever else they'll do. But I, <laughs> I try not to engage because I just like if I get I'll get sucked in and I just can't like. Do you my go mental to therapy or how do you have these bad? Oh, you do go to therapy. I, I do go talked to about the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's that. My therapist say that's a good example of boundary setting. It's hard though. Like, sometimes yeah. you'll see stuff. Sometimes I'll just say, "Thanks for watching. Have a great day," <laughs> to like people that are being extra asshole about just things. Just like a positive robot. Just to be like whatever, and you're not gonna because like obviously it upsets me, but I don't want them to know that. Of and course. So I never want to like give them that power that they like said something that riled me up. So I'll just say something like that if I'm truly upset about it. Also, you will get um, shadow banned too because yeah. I've responded and the worst was responding. I remember it was like, it was I was home for a holiday. It was like 3 a.m. I'm at my mom's in Cambridge visiting and I responded to somebody and I really went off on them. And then the next morning I looked at their page and I, they had to be 17. <laughs> they had to be. Like I was like, <gasps> like they couldn't have been over 18. It was like a 16 yeah. year old, 17 year old, 12. They were so young. Yeah. And then there was me being like, you freaking loser. <laughs> and I, I pulled the ultimate loser on my part move where I was like, just so you know, I went to grad school. <laughs> I have a degree. Yeah, I've done that before. Or I haven't, I haven't, I, because I don't often respond to people, but I there was somebody who said something so stupid. I think maybe on the joke you were referencing. Mm. And I looked at their pay and it was something like, yeah, calling me out saying I was like bad for gay people kind of vibe. Right. You know, as they love to do. And I looked on their page and it was like, I'm a minor FYI. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I was FYI. like, why is it in your bio? Like, <laughs> right. It's in their bio probably because they're trolling people. Yes, they're always getting hate. Getting adults so riled up. And that's, it's also probably not a minor. It's probably just someone doing that Literally. to deflect. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to be like, just so everybody knows, I'm a minor. If you have any problems, I'm a minor. Yeah. Back off. Before we get into our listener emails today, I have some questions for you about what it means to be a man in this current day and age. Let's do it. So this is the first question. How has the concept of masculinity in general changed when you were a kid to now, just in terms of like your relationship, whatever you're open to sharing with that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's gotten much, much softer in general. I feel mm. like, I mean, as much as the world is like a horrible, terrible place all the time, it does feel like certain things are trending better and I think we do have this weird movement of young men who are like super alt-right and super like incelly which is like Andrew Tatey yeah, yeah which is concerning to say the least that they are so many young dudes are flocking towards that kind of mindset but I do feel like you know like we're seeing like a lot of stars like like Timothy Chalamet is super popular oh my now God, that, he is like, working he's it. everything wow all that to say I think there has been like more room for dudes to to explore themselves more and obviously there's more more to be done there. But I would say generally, I feel like it's gotten easier to be expressive of your own version of masculinity than it probably right. used to be. Yeah. Do you remember when you were a kid, like conceptualizing, like when people were starting like dividing things up, like would you, would you usually hang out with more boys or more girls? And then like, how do people react to that? Yeah. So for the listeners at home, just to give context on me, I'm a trans guy and I transitioned like medically and socially within the last couple of years. So good for you. But my my childhood like is always interesting to think about because I was like presenting as a boy and was very mm. like vocally like I'm a boy I like something's up like from like four years old I was like this is where'd you grow up at I, I was born in Syracuse New York but I grew up in Savannah Georgia and we moved there Woo! when I was like seven so damn not the not the best place for um for such a such a life but yeah uh, but I mean it was fine but I I definitely like hung out with boys like my what like my young at like childhood like even when they like split up boys and girls in like gym class or whatever or like the, the schoolyard right. they were always like but you're with us like I was always on the boys team they were like, everybody knew they were like this that would be wrong yeah we're not even gonna touch yeah. this <laughs> I had that too with sleepovers I would do all the boys sleepovers yeah. and I remember my friend's mom was super it was like very conservative and full respect because she's passed away but have you ever met someone her name was gay Really? Yeah. Her name was Gay. Interesting. G-A-Y. <laughs> yeah. So I would spend the night at my friend's house and his mom, Gay, who was super conservative, was like, it's the boys uh, and Emma. And she was like, 
you just on because sometimes like on that individual basis it's just like so obvious yeah like, this works but then they zoom out and like politically they can't compute it but like, it is strange right when it's in front of you they're like yeah well okay it's okay totally and i feel like that's something interesting about like specifically growing up at savannah because like i when i first moved there i was like you know presenting as a boy acting like a boy i mean i wasn't allowed to identify that way or socialize right. that way all the way but like everybody knew that was like that I was a little bit different when in you that go way. clothes shopping. Do you remember? Was there like a definitive moment? Because clothes shopping is so freaking gender, so stressful. So it's literally like it's divided down the middle. Yeah, where they're like men, women. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and especially when you go into the store and it's like all the men's stuff is on like the left side, all the women's stuff is on the right <laughs> side, and just like looking at it and being like, I want to go over there, but right. I don't know if I'm allowed to. And like, yeah, no, that was always stressful. But um, it's interesting, like with people who I grew up with, I feel like. They've seen because I, you know, I was kind of like socialized out of my like, you know, boyness at right. around like middle school, and I started to like, you know, have to like just socialize more like a, a woman I and like grow my hair out and all this stuff, and just like so I had this long period, and then I've you know kind of come back to it, and I think people who knew me as a kid probably like that makes a lot of sense because like we remember right. what you were like, so it's funny because like I feel like when I go home, people don't really have that much of a hard time with it because mm. they've seen that out of me, but like like you're saying politically, they just can't seem to wrap their mind around like what that means right on a broader scale which is interesting but yeah clothes shopping always super stressful but i feel like yeah like as soon as you hit like fourth grade or so that's when people are starting to really like be like boys girls i had this friend separate. custom make me a dress oh god because she was like i think you don't like dress shopping so she custom made it oh that's sweet so sweet it was heartbreaking too because i was yeah. like i'm still not gonna wear it <laughs> but it's like it wasn't just that wasn't the hold up. <laughs> Would you get crushes on people? Like even on TV? Yeah, I definitely had crushes on, like in hindsight, I now know all these like mm. infatuations I had with certain women are just like, I think she's just really awesome. It was, right. was a crush. But I remember being like, the earliest memory of that I have was like, I was like probably like, I don't know, like four. I was in like pre-K. A baby. Like Literally little, a baby. little. And I remember we were playing Shrek because that was probably right around the time that Shrek came out. And so we were like reenacting the Shrek movie. And I was Shrek. And this other girl in my class was Fiona. And I remember her kissing me on the cheek. And I just nice. remember like the full body chills that right. I got. Like still to this day, I can remember that. Even though I was, I was probably the first Hell memory yeah. I ever have. You're like, I'm going to be Shrek forever. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll paint myself green. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm Shrek. Yeah. You're, you're always trying to get her to play Shrek. She's like, I don't want to play it anymore. I'm like, come on. Come on. <laughs> and I'm going to turn my face. What if you kiss me on the lips? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psych. Like that, that four-year-old is really. <laughs> when did you become aware of gender as a concept do you feel like when you were like oh like because also there's a the moment of becoming aware of the concept and then becoming aware of it's something that like we can move around to yeah i think as a concept probably pretty young because I, I like i have a lot of young memories of not only recognizing that it was something like in the world but that's something i was not going to be fully allowed to express right. so like pretty young like four or five I think I was like when I was first like I'm a boy I want to be called this I want to do this I want to be in the boy scouts and like having to deal with you oh, know, the boy scouts yes that was always because I was like always like I don't want to <sighs> do girl scout activities right and it's like in the name I don't want to get a manners badge like, right <laughs> I'm gonna go manners. make something you know and hey manners suck my <laughs> dick and I, well, we should be in the boy scouts yeah <laughs> no literally though, yeah with like I remember like kindergarten like boy scouts and girl scouts reps came to our school to get people to sign up right they were and were those people paid no idea it's like, like, yeah, who like are those who people? are those people <laughs> yeah like that's what they do all day long I guess at girl scouts HQ they're like all right we've done the cookies now right. we have to go to middle schools <laughs> we gotta recruit yeah. we gotta get them in so but I remember them coming and and going home to my mom and being like I have to do boy scouts and she was like I don't know what to tell you like oh. yeah brutal I remember I did girl scouts for like one day and I fucking I couldn't I think I think I did sell some cookies and then I quit. And then I remember being like, I didn't know what to do with my damn cookie orders. Yeah, I did it for a little while, too, because my best friend did it. And I was mm -hmm. just kind of like, I need something to do with my time. And then right. I, our instructor was so annoying. She was just a real, real pain. It was one of the girl's moms. And she, during our cookie, this was when I was still in Syracuse, she was like doing the cookie drop. She slipped on some ice and like broke her ankle or something. And we were all like secretly like, yes. <laughs> the cookie drop. No more drop. meetings. <laughs> She's calling meetings from the hospital room. Like, this woman does not quit. I'm busy on the go and don't always have time to go to the grocery store and pick out what I'm going to eat for the week. Thankfully, I found ButcherBox. They take the guesswork out of shopping and cooking with a great selection of fish, chicken, beef, and more. And their cuts of meat are always way better than anything I would find in the grocery store. I love their chicken thighs. Best chicken thighs I've ever had. I swear on my mom. 
With ButcherBox, you can easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. I can get 100% grass-fed, beef-free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood delivered straight to my doorstep. I don't even have to mess with going to the store. Plus, they have free shipping always. And because this is really important to me, with ButcherBox, all the meat is humanely raised. That means no antibiotics or added hormones. You can curate and customize what you want in each box. And if you're feeling uninspired in the kitchen, they have an entire catalog of delicious recipes to get you started. All I have to think about is what I'm going to binge watch on TV while I enjoyed ButcherBox's high quality cuts. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash AMA and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash AMA and use code AMA to choose your free for a year offer offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, this section is called Why to Men, and it's a listener email. Dear Emma and man, today's man, Nico Carney. Check him out online. He's got a podcast called Boys Club. This is the email. When a guy greets another guy, why do they make their voice deeper? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Like when two men pass each other on the street, they'll be like, hey, man in a deeper voice than usual. It's just something I always notice. Do they actually realize they're doing it or is it an unconscious? Thank you. Observant, but perplexed. Betch. Okay. <laughs> this is interesting because I... It's a great observation. That is a great observation. Yeah. And it's 100% true. <laughs> and speaking for myself, like my voice has changed over the last two years being on testosterone. So right. like it's deepened, but I definitely like if I'm around... Like I'm in a bodega, I'm anywhere, I'm on the street, I'm, what's up? Like I definitely right. will deepen it, but that is partially just like a, like a safety security sure. thing or just like, you know, just trying to, my getting in my own head and being like, I don't want to like be perceived the wrong, whatever, you know, I don't totally. just so in my head, but it's funny cause I'm sure cis dudes do that too. Right. For sure. But I think it is just like a, you don't want to accidentally come out too high pitched and be, and then be like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> cause would it seem like excited? excited maybe i'm sure there's some like internalized homophobia there of like mm. not wanting to have like some you know feminine voice or just right. you know internalized misogyny i'm sure is happening for a lot so of so many things come down to can be boiled down i think in like the fight or flight response of like most basic thing about like sex where it's like wanting people to perceive you as the sexual or the sexual orientation the sexual orientation that you are because it's like yeah. i must have a deep voice because if i have a higher pitch voice it might seem like i'm gay and not only gay but the sexual position I don't want to be in. Yeah. So it's like one thing, if I don't say hi in a low enough voice, people are going to think I want to get bent over and fucked. And you're yeah. like, whoa, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Literally. And it's like, how did you get there? We're how just, did you get we're there? On, it's 8 a.m. Like, right. chill. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But I get it too. Cause like yeah. I'll have that like toxic swell up in me. Like say like a really, if like a masculine presenting person hit on me, then I would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Totally. Like, I'd be like, how do you think that's going to work out? Like, uh, and they, like, it's just so weird yeah. because then it's like something's clicking in your brain. Like it's threatening your sexual prowess. And it's like, yeah, we are in the waiting room at an acupuncture place. Like <laughs> no one wants to have sex Everybody's about to be naked yeah. and poked with some sticks. <laughs> like, like it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and it's so bizarre. And I don't know where, like how some, cause so many things I think get boiled down to that in the best sense. Then they get like convoluted and messed up. Yeah. But I do think there's probably also just some like internalized, like I must be alpha all right. the time. And so like you have to deepen your voice to just be like, at least we're on the same is there the a moment least. where it's like you get someone, they get comfortable after they've said hi to then be like, oh, I can talk right? Yeah, probably. I feel like if I, uh, I'm trying to be better. This is something I've like recognized in myself is I feel like in the last two years, I've been so much more reserved mm. and like, and I think there's like a socialization with men that you're just like generally like you're not as like bubbly or friendly, which is funny because I come from the South where like men are like, what's going on, man? Like, right. how you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like so much like, like <laughs> totally. friendlier just generally. So like even the men there are much more effervescent right. than like up here. So like, but I've noticed with myself that I've been more reserved or I just mm. like don't say as much because I'm like, you know, they <laughs> the less you give them, the less they have to work with kind of mm. vibe. But as I've just been like more comfortable with myself and my like, you know, 
medical transition is kind of at where I'm wanting it to be, I feel more comfortable like talking to the guy who's driving me in the Uber or like, right. you know, just like general, like polite conversations on the street or whatever. Cause I feel more confident. So I definitely feel like I've let my guard down with that. And I'm sure like a lot of dudes, if you just feel more confident with yourself and you feel more comfortable, but if you don't, you're just like, Hey, what's up? Like, you just want to like less is more kind of vibe boxed off. Yeah. There's something about being friendly that does take a good amount of security. I think for sure. Yeah. I always like when someone's really unfriendly or whatever it is, Usually there's like a few different because there's also someone can be like shy too. Yeah. I had a friend in high school who was super shy and people thought she wasn't friendly, but she was just like, I'm just shy. Yeah. Stressed. But there's something about like getting the more comfortable you are with yourself, the more open you are to being friendly. Yeah. Which I and I wonder why because my dad's pretty friendly, but he's very reserved too. Yeah. That's something Shuts I like down. about uh smoking weed is it mm. makes it's something that it does to me like socially where it will just like take that part that like reserved like overthinking of like how I'm coming off it'll just like take that away oh that's nice and then I can just be like I don't know I just feel more relaxed and more like I that's can actually nice. be myself mine was that when I would smoke it'd be the opposite of that <laughs> I'd be like I just said hi and then I'll think about it for like <laughs> 20 minutes last night I was on this show that was it was like a stand-up show but then they did this bit uh part way through where they he wrote he had AI write a script of like Ooh. the story of Christmas or uh, in the style of a Christmas carol teaching Ron DeSantis queer history <laughs> So it had an AI write this thing and then all the performers like got on stage and like read the parts and it was very funny and I was Harvey Milk and I decided to, and I got, I, I did my set and then I smoked a little and I came back in and I forgot that I had to get back on stage for this part. Oops. So I was accidentally a little too high for it. Not and only do you have to get on stage, you have to act like you're Harvey Milk reading literally. an AI script. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody was doing like funny voices. So I was like, okay, I'll do a funny voice. And then so I like, did a funny voice. And then the second time it was my lines, I did a different funny voice. And then I was so high and in my head that I was like, what if I accidentally did some like offensive voice? Like I just need oh, to switch no. back to my regular voice and then on the third one i was just like in my regular voice and the audience was like what is his what deal is like, he keeps making different choices you're like you're not gonna cancel me i was like i just got so in my head about it i was like oh my god what if i accidentally slipped into some crazy voice right, right now <laughs> some alternate yeah. like oh god <laughs> but you anyway but usually like like a little bit of weed i can like it'll like get me out of my mm. head with that stuff and just be like i don't have to worry about how i'm coming across did you notice there was a point where men would start greeting you with a lower voice too like when they would see you where they'd be like that's they would change their voice i don't know about voice change but i definitely have noticed men speak to me differently now mm. than they would have yeah more included generally like especially in like comedy spaces like green rooms and stuff oh like, that's interesting dudes will definitely be more like, and I think that also comes with like being around more and just being more respected right. as a comic in the scene. But also like, I've definitely noticed like dudes who don't know me are more likely to speak to me than they would have been before. That's interesting. Which is unfortunate, but right. interesting. Yeah. What about when you go into stores? Do you know, do people treat you differently in that? Yeah. I mean, like, I think generally like just less, uh, I haven't been, to, I gotta, I need to go to like a mechanic or something and totally. see if I'm not getting like ripped off. <laughs> the ultimate test. Yeah. You meet the mechanic and you're like, okay, buddy, this was the final level for me. I just <laughs> yeah, wanted yeah. to see. Beat the final boss. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, I feel like being more masculine presenting, I'll, I've like, I'll sidestep a lot of the things that I see female, other female comedian people like getting to where I'll be yeah. like, oh, that doesn't, I don't end up, I'll get other stuff. But I don't get, like, I don't, I'm like, I'm not clocking that. Or like when women get competitive with each other, I've never yeah. been, I've never been like a part of that yeah. at all. Because I feel, yeah, I feel like we probably occupy like a similar yeah. realm in that where it is like you do get, you do get some other shit, but you do get like the benefit of the doubt of like this, like overt masculinity that they just totally like are going to count you in on that. hundred percent. Yeah. I was think I had thought I've thought about taking testosterone at different points in my life, but I also never know what's what because I've got ADHD, IBS, dyslexia, depression, <laughs> and anxiety. So some and I'm always looking for an escape. So I'm like maybe I'm just trying to. I never know for yeah. me, and also I get so irritable too that I'm I'd be like really worried about that. Yeah, they definitely recommend that you like like work out extra and like make sure you're really active to like get those types of things out of your right. system because like if you are on a dose that is gonna like you know, get you ramped up, you got to have like an outlet for it. Did you feel that when you started doing it? Honestly, like when I first started, there were some, and I, I can't cry anymore. Really? It is hard to cry. No way. Literally, it You're, is hard to cry. You, because, because of the testosterone, you think? I, I do think it is. That is, cr there's so much going on all the time. I know. Have you ever seen that movie Everywhere All at Once? Yes. What the hell? That made me cry. Okay. Loved so that movie. So like I can so cry still. Cry. I can cry. But that was like over a year ago. <laughs> and it's been a while. But and it's okay I, to cry. It absolutely. <laughs> I want to cry. Like I want right. to like get it out of my system. But it's just like there's some, it just is much harder to get there emotionally because like the emotion I'll reach for first is anger. 
right. rather oh, yeah. than like other emotional stuff, which I think maybe I always probably to some degree did reach right. there first, but I definitely used to be able to get myself to the point of tears quicker than now. Like it takes a lot more like of me being like, I really have to get to an emotional state and like so make myself get there. Yeah. It's so interesting that that could be like related to like a hormonal thing too. Yeah. Cause it, it's like, we, it's always like so curious, like what's nature and nurture and the intersection of it. Yeah. Like, it is weird. Mind blowing. It's like, because I do think the biggest problem for dudes not crying is probably being like that they feel they can't cry. Right. But then it also all, it's like, then they can't. Yeah. That. So, but I think like you have to, and what men probably don't realize is that you have to give yourself on on top of like the social aspect, you have to give yourself even more room to like make let yourself mm. get there because physically it might be difficult depending on like how much testosterone you have in your body kind of reminds me of like when you're taking certain antidepressants and like yeah people have a harder time coming totally and it's like they can get there but they just have to give themselves more space Absolutely. with it so it's like you can do it but this just there's got to be more space maybe some trickery more intentionality and just to like to being t- and you have to be even more in tune with your feelings in a way just exactly you have to like let yourself get right. to that place exactly yeah. and you have to like go I remember I was dating this one person and the only way to like navigate around it is to make a big deal about like, oh, coming's not everything in sex. Like it doesn't matter. And then like while we'd be in the middle of it, I'd say, you can't come. And that would kind of do something. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, no come. Like, I like reverse say, psychology. Exactly. Yeah. Like no coming today. And then she'd probably pretend she was coming just to like get me <laughs> to stop even. Because there's nothing worse than someone trying to make you do something if you're like not totally feeling totally. it. Totally. Like crying pressure or coming pressure or even laughing pressure. Yeah. I never want someone to feel that pressure. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. Do you notice yourself arguing differently? Hmm. Not really. That's great. I feel like that's something where I have enough, like, programming from being raised as a woman and conditioned in that way that I don't think I argue like a dude. Like, my girlfriend Mm. and I have very, we don't really fight really much at all, but whenever we do have anything to talk about, it is just, like, a chill conversation. (sighs) about like whatever and it doesn't feel like it's that difficult to I don't know I don't think I argue differently but I would be, I'd be interested to ask people in my life if they feel mm. like they've seen a difference because maybe I don't realize it right but I definitely <laughs> but I do see that like I definitely have more empathy for guys in their side of arguments mm. than I did before because I think I'm starting to like um empathize and recognize certain things that I feel like dudes just don't understand within themselves that they like and don't know how to like and they haven't been given the tools to voice it right and they don't know how to go about it and so like i feel like a lot of guys get put in this position of being like the bad guy and they don't want to be or they don't mean to be and they just don't know how to like is it like certain things aren't it. like connecting in the brain like when they're get because sometimes i'll be getting some info and then my girlfriend will be like did you not think of that and i'm like i promise you i did not think of that yeah so like how did you not think of that and then i'm like i didn't but it'll feel like parts of your brain aren't connecting yeah it feels like there's just some like just uh mental blocks that are just like, or just like things that guys just don't think about because they don't have to think about it and they've mm. never been asked to think about it. Right. And like, that's obviously a, a societal problem, but it, it lands on the one dude and the individual. And it's like, it is your responsibility to, when somebody tells you that, learn from it and yes. grow from it. But like, I do think there should be some empathy towards the fact that they aren't doing it intentionally. They might just not have any idea that they've right. done something wrong. But it is on the man to then take that information and do something different the next time around. I am so curious how testosterone affects the brain. Yeah, me too. And honestly, they don't have a ton of research about it because it's generally like new in the medical right. field as like just wide accessibility and there's not a lot of testing on it because it doesn't, it's not like a profitable thing to be testing, or, you know, so it like. It is, I'm surprised too, even with bodybuilders, it's not like, because yeah. I have a friend who's a bodybuilder and he takes um, testosterone and steroids and he was like, these things like affect my brain. Yeah. I know, I wish they were doing, I mean, that's true. They do have a lot, they don't have a ton of research on like how it probably affects like trans guys specifically, but I'm sure they have more research about how it affects like people in general. But yeah. Or he was saying they didn't, he was trying to, I was saying like, I'm happy for you that you don't get your period. And he was like trying, he was like, yeah, totally. He's like, I, the closest thing I can relate to is like when I'm switching cycles with my steroids and. Oh, interesting. Uh, And he was like, it makes me really emotional. And I was like, huh. It can get you. I had an issue with my prescription one time where they just like the doctor just whatever. Something fucked up with the prescription. So I had to go off of it for like two weeks. Oh, God. It was like horrible. Pandemonium. It just like really emotionally like, you know, I mean, hormones, they just like they got all they do all kinds of stuff. So like it just really like puts you in a weird like flux state that I was just like. And it's in your mind. too, Because then you're like. 
like sometimes when I'm starting to get hormonal on my period, I'll I'll know that it's my period, but I'm like, also oh, it's allowing me to see the truth about my life. Yeah. And then I snap out of it and I'm like, ooh, that wasn't quite what I was picturing. Yeah. Just a constant existential crisis there. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This segment is called Ask Nico Anything. What fictional character did you obsess over the most as a kid? Ooh. Hmm. Who did I love? I remember as like a probably like seven or eight-year-old loving Dash from The Incredibles. I don't remember that. He was a little fast one. He was like the Incredibles or like the superhuman family from Pixar. Oh, yeah. And he was like the son in the family. And he was super fast. Yep. And I just like was, and that was just like a perfect timing of being like seven or eight. And he was like the new like boy character on the market and I was like I need to have everything dash and like I feel like especially like as a kid like it was like a good way to be like I'm a boy I want all the boy stuff I resonate with the boy I like this little guy and he was like stupid and fast and he was always like (laughs) stupid and fast yeah and I was like I love that yeah (laughs) he doesn't know where the hell he's going but he's going so fast and I just like really related to that (laughs) what's the weirdest thing you've ever found attractive in someone I don't know, but I feel like I, I definitely feel that over the last like several years, just like being more in tune with myself as like a trans person and a queer mm. person, my who I'm attracted to has just like broadened so much. And a lot of trans guys end up uh, their sexuality expands like super broadly, and a lot of the trans guys end up being like realizing that they're bisexual or gay. It's so interesting, which is super interesting. I wonder if that. Could because I'm so curious, like what's connected to the testosterone, what's being free, what's coming into yourself. Yeah, none of it matters but also does matter it like it doesn't matter in terms of do what you need to do yeah but it's just interesting to like know what that's coming from i totally agree because that's the other thing like i've i have so many thoughts on that because i think part of it is i do think testosterone just makes you hornier right so that's just going to be like whatever i mean i i never watched gay men like porn before I was on T and now I like I'm not I don't I wouldn't I watch Game Men Porn and I love it and it's been like Same. such a that's been an evolution for me after yep. being on T but I think something too is there's like this extra validation of like like because like before I transitioned there were women who were attracted to me right and probably the same group of women who were attracted to me then probably are attracted to me now that to go back to my mm-hmm. joke about <laughs> they probably still like me right um but like there's this extra, I feel like validation as a dude that like if a gay man thinks you're mm. hot as a man, it's like I must be really doing it because they have that. really high standards. That's so true. For what this is, you know, and so that's so true. I feel like that's another part of it that I think gender that's not, euphoria. Yeah, in, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, and not to undercut any like you know gay trans men who are of genuinely gay, but I do think there's also like all of us probably feel some like I definitely like if a gay man is like signing my DMs, I'm like, damn, I must be doing it. Like totally, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I got hit on by a gay guy in Puerto Rico once, and I remember being like thrilled about it. And then <laughs> he took me, and he was like, "Oh my god, I thought you were a twink." And the only my only response to that was like, "No, if I be a gay guy, I fuck the shit out of you." I didn't say that to him, but like that was like where then that toxicity came into right. that, which is like, but I love watching gay guy porn, and because I, I have. I know so many straight female friends who are like, I watch lesbian porn. I'm like, okay, I've never watched it in my entire life. Yeah. Not even once. Now, and I've watched, I'll watch whatever. Yeah. But not that. I know, because often the lesbian porn that's on the line too is like two femmes. And it's like, mm. what am I seeing in my, like, I'm not right. seeing myself represented in this at all. Like, I'm not going to get right. off from this. Because, and I want, like, so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the roadblock is. Because I'll watch, so I'll always think like desire is the most attractive thing. And I like, so sometimes I'll watch, but I've watched, I'll watch a lot of like 
bears with like little ones and yeah. like different dynamic. There was this one I was always watching with this like big guy was getting back from jail <laughs> and he like hadn't had sex in years and he comes home and then these little guy is waiting for him. <laughs> and then it's like really, it's also kind of sweet too. Yeah. I also think there's something about like, if I'm especially like, cause sometimes I like the, you know, like rougher dominant right. stuff in my, in porn. And it, sometimes watching a dude, be really dominant to a woman. I'm just like, I can't I know what you get mean. off to this because I'm a little concerned. I'm upset. Right. <laughs> so watching Pause. something. Are you okay? Yeah, literally. Yeah. And, and sometimes obviously there's like, that can happen for gay men too. Like totally. uh, to erase that. But I think there's something that's just easier to swallow. No pun intended right. about the, uh, about like two gay guys going at it. For sure. Yeah. It's like, this is a more even match and I, I feel comfortable watching this. I've happen. been in a relationship for a long time. My girlfriend and I have been together a long time and I'll like sometimes always be like checking in on her and she hates it. Yeah. Because if we're like, get, and I'll be like, are you okay? Like, does your back hurt? Does your hip hurt? Like, is your neck <laughs> all right? And she's like, just be rough again. Because right. I'm always like checking. I know it's hard. It is like a, I find that too. Like I, I don't ever want to like do something that would hurt my girlfriend. Right. Like that would be my biggest nightmare is ever like hurting her in any way. Totally. So like, yeah, you want to like over, and it's like, yeah, this isn't hot anymore because right. we're too busy. Like asking. You good? Yeah. Yeah. But she got her, she got a nerve pinched in her back because she was walking around Amsterdam with high heels. So I'm like, it's not my fault. The price of being a gorgeous woman. So, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> you know, if you hadn't done that, then I wouldn't be checking if how your sciatica was doing. And she's like, <laughs> nothing turns me off more than when <laughs> than you do saying that. sciatica. <laughs> What are some of the biggest misconceptions women have about men? Hmm. I think, like I was saying earlier, that everything is done intentionally. That they think it is? I think women, I think women um, are conditioned to think about a lot more and are Mm-hmm. have to think about a lot more sure. because the world is set up in such a way that you have more obstacles and more... So many more things to navigate. More things to navigate, more things to think about. You're just naturally or conditionally more empathetic. And so I think you're thinking about other people in a different way. Yep. So I think men are built, growing up in this world where you're not asked to think about a lot more than what is right for you, what is most advantageous for you, what is going to make you seem like the best type of man. Right. You know? So I think a lot of guys do things in relationships or just to women in their life that they don't like, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, it, like small things in like relationships of like, you know, I don't know, leaving the seat up or like you right. know, not taking care of yourself around the house or just like going out with your boys instead of your girlfriend and not like understanding how to like navigate, you know, a Checking balance in, in your life yep. and making sure that she's like got enough going on in her life. And like, I think that's a big problem for a lot of straight couples is like wanting to spend time with friends versus wanting to spend time with your sure. partner. Cause I feel like gay people in general, I think your world just overlaps a little mm-hmm. bit more. Like I, my girlfriend and I don't really have that issue cause we have a lot of the same friends. Right. So it just like our world is just a little bit more of a melting pot versus I think straight people have a little bit more of segmented worlds yeah, in that got, way. Yeah. Like the queer overlap can get, start getting the circles and start getting really small. Yeah. So I think like, anyway, so I think like a lot of women maybe because a lot of women are conditioned for their brain to be thinking about all these things. Mm-hmm. They, they assume men are also thinking about all these things. And I think a lot of dudes just are not thinking and need to do a better <laughs> job of trying to think about things. And and like I was saying earlier, like listen when you're taught those things, taking that for the next time. But I think I think a lot of guys probably get frustrated because they like are immediately put on as like, you're, you did something wrong, mm. you're being a villain, you're being intentional. And it's like probably nine times out of 10, if they're trying to be a nice guy, they're, they didn't mean to, they just don't know, which is not an excuse, but- right. I think there can be some grace given there to be like, let's try to like, I, I think a lot of the, re- like I was saying before with like this like weird alt-right movement that's happening among young men, I think part of it is a reaction to being made to feel like you are the ultimate villain in this world. And it's like, I think oh, a lot of them are just so, like leaning into that. Right. And it's also like, you're like, you you think that like, because you can't do one or two things now you're being persecuted. Yeah. Like, you, that is so mind-bogglingly insane. It's crazy. It's just... It's so insane. I'm so curious too, like how, not to be making everything about sex, but say you're in that world and you're Mm -hmm. like that angry and that online and that like, it's like, you're never gonna have sex with somebody. Never. And how are you like, and then if you do, is it all gonna go away? Like, how do you then go back to the other incels? Yeah. Like that's your friend group now. Yeah. And then now you've like, say you have like a nice dinner, like a girl makes you laugh, you come, something. Yeah. 
I, a tender moment and then you got to go back to your friend group and they're and like, like sorry boys <laughs> you're like hey guys like maybe you know and then they're the, all like why are you glowing right, right now exactly. <laughs> why are you happy for the first time I know I just um I can't imagine publicly being like I don't fuck I just can't Crazy. imagine that ever being the branding I was doing for myself it's so and then also being like stuck to it yeah because you're gonna go to college you can have a job how are you operating yeah just walking around that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently with like short men mm because like I think a lot of straight short guys act like they're the most oppressed people in the world. Oh, <laughs> and like just like nobody wants to date them, and I'm just like, yeah, you're not the only one who's got parameters right. on who's going to be interested in you. Right. Like true. I I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I grew up being like, there's a lot of straight girls around here. Sure. And I got to do my best. Oh yeah 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 hundred percent. And, and it's like, like yeah it's an uphill battle, but like totally this is a fighter's fight. Yeah. Like you just got to get in here with the rest of us. I'm sorry. Like, right. Yeah. I'm working with the one queer person in <laughs> yeah. like a 600 mile radius. Right. Or the seven straight girls who are right. you know down to wiggly. just try something. Yeah. I have a friend who is on the shorter side, and I have had like seen women like be all, like mean about it. It is kind of crazy. That's something I wish that <laughs> it's women would shocking. be nicer about. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I set him up with a friend of mine, and she was like. He was great. He was so funny. He picked me up. But, and then it was like all caps was like, how come you didn't tell me you was short? Whoa. And I was like, what? I didn't even think of it. And I was like, I don't even think of him as short. And he, she was like, yeah, because he's the same height as you. She was like, he's short. She was like, I wouldn't have worn heels. That was the big gripe. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I didn't think about yeah. that. I do think that's a, a place where women can take a better part in dismantling some patriarchal sure. structures is just stop, stop. I mean, I th whatever. Some people have preferences. Whatever, right. to each their own. But like, I would ask, I would, I would ask women to to really critically think. Like, do you actually care how tall this guy is? And someone's energy can surprise you. Like, yeah, you never know what is going to end up then being like, okay, actually, I like this person. I guess also it's tricky too because it's like that's one of the few things to have like leverage on to be like, well, I don't like height, and then because you got like all these things coming at you saying what people like policing what right. you're supposed to look like. But it's like you can have – you could be – have any type of energy and then it can like super – like have you ever been around someone where you have just no clue what their height is because their energy is so big? Yeah. Or so small? Totally. And I I mean not to be dark but like why would you want to have so, – like the biggest threat in your life as a woman is the guy you're with. Mm. So why would you get a linebacker when you can get a little guy you can fight? Like why would you put yourself in that situation? I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? Right. Like you want a short guy. Totally. Yeah. I said like a short king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a pitch. That's Literally. a pitch for it. Not to get too dark, but you might want a short guy in case I ever attack you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want somebody you can fight. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How did the dating dynamics change for you after transitioning? If you're open to talking about that. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, part of the, you know, uh, Genesis of that joke we were talking about earlier was the the joke for anybody listening um, was just that I used to identify as a lesbian, but now, you know, my dating life has changed and I like wonder like, oh, do they still want to date me? And I know that they probably do because I think about it like every straight guy ever. And I'm like, yeah, they probably still want to date me though. Right. Like, yeah. So um, once they get a load of this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm a special kind of guy. <laughs> um, so, but that is something that definitely like changes for like a lot of trans people just because I think, you know, even within like, the lesbian community there's tons of lesbians who i think they would consider their lesbian identity to encompass non-binary people trans guys yes that's changed a lot yeah even from when i was in college i remember i had a friend in college and she was like i'm a lesbian and then she was dating someone who transitioned and it was like <clears throat> yeah lock yeah because he was like please don't you're not a lesbian you're with me and then she was like i am i just also like you yeah and it got tense yeah it is like one of those it's one of those things where like the over use of like like we let language really get in the way of sure the feelings and like what we and what is the emotional truth which is like that man is a man and this woman is a lesbian and right. those two things don't have to necessarily like those words don't have to they can overlap we and get they, so wrapped yeah. up with, think about with like religion 
Because yeah. it's like, okay, some of this might have a little bit of interpretation area. Some yeah. of these lived things are bigger than the words we use to communicate them. So we need to like zoom out a little bit. Totally. So I feel like my um, my dating life has changed. Well, I have a girlfriend who I've been dating for a long time. Shout out, Maddie. Wonderful. Maddie. Shout out. But I've been hit on by some more men, which has been- That's so interesting. Which has been, like I was saying, feels very valid and very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I feel like more people- that's something that's changed. I think more people are interested in me now. It's hard to say, though, because, like, I was out as a lesbian in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where I went to college. <laughs> so that's not the best place right. in the world to be, you right. know, the only right. lesbian in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. But um, so I feel like just so, of course, moving to New York expands, you know, sure. the number of people that are going to be around. But also, I think just like, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if people know that I'm trans when mm -hmm. I'm just like walking around or like if people hit on me, if they just think I'm a straight guy, a cis guy, I don't know what people think of me. So I feel like more people hit on me than before, which is nice. I'm, I'm uh, no complaints there. Do you get so there. flattered too? Cause Definitely. <laughs> it's like when I remember being at a bar with someone, we were just studying and this guy sent us drinks. And I remember looking over and he was this older guy with a ponytail and I like waved at him and I did the thumbs up. And then I was trying to mouth like, we're queer. Like if you want to <laughs> not pay for it, like I got you, but also thank you. And then I remember saying, cause she started shaking her head at me and I was like, keep sending someone drinks. Cause someday you're going to get a table of two people <laughs> who are going to be into it. And he just was like, <laughs> like what? And then she was like, do you not get hit on? And I was like, no, not really now. Like, <laughs> and I still remember that guy sending us drinks. Yeah. Cause getting hit on, like when you're maybe a niche taste like you're like oh my god thank no, you totally i like that is something that is very new for me because like yeah i feel like being like a mask person especially like a mask lesbian yep. in anywhere even in like and like you're even within like lesbian communities like you're not the one who's expecting to get hit on right like you're expected to be the one hitting on yes. someone so i don't yeah i wonder i wonder if men feel like they get hit on a lot or like, cause I, I don't wonder. know yeah because i don't know how Generally, like if like in the straight world, like if women are making the first move on that way or not. I've heard a lot of guys say they don't get compliments, oh. but then that's so tricky because it's like right because like I know if like my if you were to compliment like if my girlfriend were just to compliment someone, then they would think that she was trying to holler. Yeah, too. you know she has to like walk down the street with blinders on. Totally, because people are always like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, straight guys are always telling her they like. Her, they're like, I love your shawl. I love your pajmina. And I'm like, what are you doing? How is that a line that you think then she's going to stop and be like, yeah, let's talk about my fucking pajmina That's or whatever so it is. That's so funny. I wonder if they're like, okay, so we're not allowed to say nice ass. What if we right. went with like, okay, we're going to learn pajmina. Right. Most of them don't say pash. Most of them say your thing. Yeah. But they're like, we like the thing. I didn't know it was a pajmina until we ran into a gay guy. And then he was like, oh my God, I love your pajmina. And I was like, is that what it's called? And she was like, yes, it is. That's so funny. But it's always straight guys being like, I like that. Yeah. I like that thing. And she like she just keeps on. I think that's walking. what they took away from the last like couple of years. Like, okay, we can't do right. body parts. Let's do clothes. Right. <laughs> Studying scarves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I like that scarf. What's the weirdest thing you've ever bonded with another guy over? Or maybe the most surprising thing to bond with another guy over? Oh, being hungry. Mm. Being really hungry all the time. I hate being hungry. Yes, it is something. I hate it. It's something I like. When I first started taking testosterone, it like immediately one of the first things I noticed. Wait, do you get I was, more hungry? I, it balanced out. Like I feel like my appetite has um, leveled out, or I've just gotten used to it and mm. just know the amount of food I got to eat to feel satiated. But um, when I first started taking it, that was like I was like I am I am hungry all the time. Why is that? Did your doctors give you a heads up about that? That's like I guess like one of the side effects, like you know things that naturally changes like appetite. It's probably because your muscles are growing more. Yeah, and like I think just general energy levels go up. Really? So I think that's like another thing that's like you're just using your energy goes up. You're using more energy. Right. You got to eat more. So that's something. So like I remember I have a joke about it where I talk about being hungry all the time and like these men in the audience being like, <laughs> "Yeah, we are hungry." And I like have a couple like male comics of you know Jamie Wolf. Yeah, of course. He always like that's he my hungry. <laughs> he was like that's my favorite joke, dude. Because I always like people don't talk about that, and I was right. like, so like I've men out there, like I I see you, brother. Like it's it, it's a hungry, hungry world out here. But that's so funny. Maybe it's like just like all these like super angry guys. You're like stop, can we please get this guy? They're a just snack? angry. Right. Like they're just like they just need some snacks. Being hungry to me, I because I take um, Vyvanse for my ADD, so it messed up my hunger cues. Mm -hmm. So like I won't be hungry, and then when I am hungry, it. It's that mixed with, see, there's always a lot going on. That mixed with me being dramatic. Tad for the dramatic. 
like the hunger hits and I'll be like, I can't even make it home. I have to stop. Like I've called my girlfriend before and been like, you got to get an Uber. I got to get an Uber. I got to get, you got to pick me up. Because <laughs> if I don't get food in me, I'm, I'm feeling woozy. <laughs> and then I'll just stop and eat whatever. And then I get like too full. But when I'm yeah. hungry, I don't know how, like intermittent fasting, I cannot fathom oh it. Oh my God. I know any of those type of diet things. I'm just like, why would you want to put yourself through that? It supposedly makes people, I did it one time and I, it supposedly, I mean, what am I talking about? I like just didn't eat for like 12 hours once because I had to get a plane. <laughs> but I remember feeling like very energized. Interesting. But being, there is something about it where it's like, I wonder if that's a testosterone thing too. Like, cause different, like people can have different testosterone levels. It's making you be like, I'm freaking starving. Yeah. And you got to be eating the right types of foods and all that. It definitely, yeah, it definitely got, it definitely made me hungrier. And I feel like I still probably do have to eat more. And especially like if you work out more after like, you know, to, I think that's another thing a lot of it, like, it's been interesting because I, I was, a uh, I played soccer in college. So mm. like I have like worked out and like lifted weights, you know, under professional supervision right. like for a long time. So like I'm used to, I know how to lift and I've lifted plenty before. And it's so interesting that like, when I was probably my fittest and strongest was what I thought was like in college. And sure. like now I can lift so much more just because mm. of being done testosterone. It's I, crazy it just how much. Go, does your muscles like it's just pumping them up? It just pumps up. It just like makes it so much easier to. And I think because you, I think there's also this thing where like you see the results. So you want to work right. out more. So it's kind of a self-fulfilling thing where you're like, I know I'm going to get closer to the, you know, like muscle mass I want so like I'm gonna lift more because I know that that's possible now versus like I feel like when you don't have that in your body it's a little bit harder to like see those results oh yeah because you're just doing it on faith yeah you're just <laughs> like I know if I keep doing this someday I've seen so many I don't know if you've witnessed like straight couples that are like oh we're doing like a clean eating thing together mm -hmm. I've seen that just like I know with even my mom and my stepdad they were doing it and like now I don't even bring it up because I would I would go back I'd be like I'd always really notice the difference in my stepdad. I'd be like, oh my God, Nick, you look great. And she'd be like, <laughs> she'd be like he, he, he eats just less ice cream. And then she's like, versus me, she's like, I'm walking 10K steps. Like I'm eating so much more protein, like all the right fats. I'm taking all these things. She's like, you know, the, all he did to get the same results was he, he's like, I just have less ice cream. He's like, I have one scoop of ice cream, not four. <laughs> and she was like, and I was like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it is. Um, It is literally easier <laughs> to be a man in every possible way. <laughs> I guess, I'll, I guess the, then that, but then like for so many of them where it's like, cause sometimes it's just like cope with life. I'll be like, okay, if, if it's easy for the ones like that were like born that way and then they don't have the insight about it that yeah. you've been able like that you've been able to have, then it's like, when you don't have the insight, it's almost like you're not like a, you don't know what it's like existing in the real world, total real world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Definitely. I think, and I think that's like something a lot of guys. Should, yeah. And not are, just for even with men too. I'll think about that. Like when I think of trying to learn about like anti-racism, totally. when I first started learning about that and then I, I was like, Oh, cause it's, and I remember the teacher being like that. Yeah. The problem is it's like, what's the appeal to get white people to learn about it because it's like, it benefits them. And then it's like, well, you're not, existing in the truth yeah no like, totally Damn. yeah 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 very similar i feel like i think most guys have like a, that blind spot up in the same right way, you know white people have the blind spot up about race stuff right and you know wealthy people have a blind spot up about class stuff Yep, that's definitely like oh man i look back on such an embarrassment i remember being a kid and being like saying like money doesn't matter and i remember this teacher said she was like only people that have money say that yeah and i would just remember i just always remember that because the way just the way she looked at me i knew i had said something wrong and then i was like Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Now, I, yes. I right. wish that more people would uh, would talk about stuff like that because I feel like that's like one of the f like. Um, I mean, class stuff is like the overarching connector between most people. Totally. And it's like such a it's such a faux pas to talk about money, and it's such right. a faux pas to talk about class stuff, and it is like the ultimate like unifier. Abs. Oh my god. Totally. Yeah. Like if we all have to go to if it was like the world's blowing up, and we have to go to space, and it's a billion dollars to get there. That's gonna divide stuff. Are going. Up. <laughs> right. Real quick. <laughs> as an athlete is locker room talk a real thing what actually goes on in there i've never had a conversation in a locker room in my entire life so i'm very curious uh so i've only been in like sports locker rooms with women so those that kind of locker room talk is uh just like being stupid and um <laughs> i feel like just being really comfortable being naked next to all of your friends that is like the main thing which was never hard as like a I, people i think sometimes are like oh my god like being gay was like and it's like Shut up. Like, those are my, that's family. Totally. A hundred percent. Like, I've never been attracted to do any of those women. Right. It's not a sexual situation. Not the vibe. You would um, feel comfortable with the change, probably because you were in, I think when I would feel uncomfortable changing, it was just because I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like 
if I'm in good was when I was in good shape, I'd feel comfortable with it. But I would yeah. I hated changing the sports. I feel like middle and high school, I was so self conscious about right. it. And, but like by the time I got to college, it was just like, oh, everybody's just chill being completely naked in here. I guess I have to be chill with that. Right. Um, but now when I'm in locker rooms, like in men's locker rooms in like the gym or something like that, I feel like dudes are pretty like very, it's and, and like men's restrooms, it's like, don't look at each other. Don't talk mm. to each other. Way less social than women's restrooms and, and uh, locker rooms in my experience. But There's no talking going on? Not really. Mm. Some guys, I, maybe if you go in with like a friend or something, but I had a funny... Uh, my friend uh, Damien, who's a trans guy as well, he and I were going to a park restroom together. We're gabbing away, walking around. And we right. get in there, and the second we both get in the stall, zipped it. Like you know what I mean? Like we're. Cause, but I feel like if I was in a women's restroom with like a friend, I'd be like shouting to him. You know, like. Totally. But as soon as I'm like, if there's any other dude in here, I don't want them to hear us being like, "Oh my god, I love that movie!" Like right. <laughs> just like talking, whatever. I was like just zipping it. Um. So I feel like it's a much more. In general, just like a, as men are, just like more like Ugh, kind of place. Someone wrote in once with this observation where they're the question where they're like. Why do men go to the bathroom so quickly in public? And then at home, she was like, I can't get my boyfriend out of the bathroom. <laughs> and I thought that was such a good observation. Because they're just getting in and getting out. Yeah. And then at home, that's the safe it's space. It's time to get away. Yeah. When I posted that, people, a lot of guys were like, because it's dirty in the public restroom. Yeah. I was like, true. True. This is true. It is pretty gross in there. I always was like, we need to all have one bathroom. And then I remember going to something where I, I went into the guy's bathroom. And I was like, Damn. This is disgusting. Yeah, it's like, I don't care personally, but I could see how someone would. Yeah, it's like we all want to have one restroom, but like there are some dudes where you're like, I don't want you making this place gross. <laughs> Maybe they should have like a masculine energy and a feminine energy restroom. Yeah. Which because the feminine energy one is going to be much cleaner. That's what <laughs> yeah. it is. And then masculine energy, people need to learn to fucking clean up. Yeah, That's definitely. how we learn to clean up. Yeah. If everybody had to clean their own restroom, then maybe they would take more care of it. Yeah. yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now we've got the segment called Who, What, Where, When, How. Who do men think is objectively cool? Other men. Mm. Other men always. I feel like that's such a thing where. Um, what would it take for them to think of, like a woman was super like objectively cool? A very secure man, I think, mm. who understands. Like I, that's always a green flag for me. Like men who have women in their life that they clearly, genuinely think are cool. Totally, I love that. Men who have lesbians in their life who they genuinely think are cool is like a double green flag to me because yep. there's like no sexual option there and they just are like this is a genuinely cool person who i like would never overlap with sexually in any way um but i do think like most dudes just think like any whatever the cool version of man is right now they're, mm. they're like that is the cool guy or whoever's gonna have the most status in their world is like the coolest guy whoever's most alpha yeah it's alpha fucking alpha Someday some beta guy has to trick everyone. Literally. <laughs> take over and then be like, I'm beta and I did this and I can be freaking chill. And then like the veins popping yeah. out of everybody's <laughs> neck. Oh man, imagine Andrew Tate just like takes off a mask. Yeah. And it's been, it's like some little guy in there. It's been like Josh Hutcherson the whole time the whole or something. Time. <laughs> That's somebody really sweet. <laughs> what do men want women to say about them behind their back? That they're hot. Yeah. That they're muscular i'm sure that they are muscles is crazy smart. because do you find that women actually are really into muscles or are men doing it more for other men and themselves oh my god i get more like i love to put thirst straps on like whatever i i i uh, i'm a whore for the validation i can't sure. you know what? i'm a, i'm a slut to a t gotta well, do it you work on your you work on yourself and then you're like i want to present I myself show this. Yeah. yes i'm like i'm i've been, I've been especially like i feel like uh and i and <laughs> it's so it's so an ego thing but in my head i'm like this is me being a trans guy who is like being revolutionary on the internet, showing my body. And it's like, no, you just want the, you just want the likes. You just want the ego. I think <laughs> it, it be could both. be both though. Yeah. Because I do think it is like very power. I think representation is so powerful yeah. too. So just like the more, 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 more. Cause it's like the more we get of it, then it's like the more people can have different like options of people to gravitate towards. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. so that's but, good. Yeah. But there are some, there are some women and like my girlfriend, 
is very sweet because I think she knows I need this and she will compliment right. me in that way because I think she knows I, I need that. You always flex and in I appreciate her direction. That. Yeah. yeah. I'm always like, look at this. And she's I do like, that all the time. She's like, that's awesome. Right. And so she's like very, and she knows I need it. So she's very sweet about it. Right. I don't think she actually cares. Oh, my girlfriend's definitely just looking at her phone and yeah. she's like, yeah, no, it looks great. I'm yeah, like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm so strained. But like when people respond like to any, like any DMs or something, like sometimes women, whatever, but like most times it's like other dudes being like, dude, you look great. (laughs) (laughs) Like straight and gay, like, dude, you look awesome. Like that's usually who it's, so it's like clearly only men care about it. I'm so curious about muscles too, because like the, like I have a friend who's Jack, the bodybuilder. And he was like, it is not attractive to women. He's like, I can say that. He's like, when I did not have muscles like this, he's like, I, Got so many more women. So it's like when I always try to tell guys, like, if you're doing this, there's a certain point you're going to pass with muscles where it's like you're doing it for yourself. She's like, yeah, and women actually are not into it. Yeah. In his experience, he was like, they're going to be like, OK, you just want to be at the gym all the time. Mm-hmm. Or and then I've had I asked some straight female friends about it. And they're like, yeah, because it's simple to me that like they're like, I don't I'm not like that. So I don't I want someone that I can feel comfortable with. Totally. And I was like, oh, I didn't yeah, think about that. yeah, it definitely like, yeah, it might reflect some sort of like body image stuff. Sure. That, yeah. And also, I think people underestimate like guys who are or anybody period who are that jacked like it takes so much working out and so much time uh, like specific especially diet stuff which can ah. get really dicey obviously mm. so like i think it, people underestimate how much like if you see somebody that jacked you're like i know how you spend your time totally because you can't be doing that casually right like, you just can't look that way if it's casual it's you're just, weighing yeah. out your freaking protein powder yeah. totally yeah, it's like, it's a whole thing. And then women are like, and we're not into it. Yeah. So you're just standing around with other guys like, well. Being like, well, at least you guys think I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. Let's go not say anything in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Where do men go shopping when they need to get dressed up? Uh, I mean, I feel like, you know, most dudes, you probably can't go wrong with like a men's warehouse or something like that. You know, that's got you pretty. So I went to a, I went to a Joseph A. But I had to go to a wedding and I just needed a suit like super last minute. And I went to, I was like, I'll just go to like a Joseph A. Bank men's warehouse to see what they got. Cause I, you know, don't have a ton of money. I'll just like find something easy. And I went to Joseph A. Bank and the guy, the sales attendant was like, I, I told him what I needed. And he was like, oh, okay, well I'll see if I have anything in your small enough for your size. And I was like, excuse me, bro. I can't be the smallest guy that's come in here. There's no way I'm, I'm not, I'm not huge, but I'm not that small. And I was like, why are you nagging me right now? Are you trying to make a sale? Fucking Joseph A. Banks, get out of here. I know. And then I went to men's warehouse and they were amazing. And I still love that suit. It was a great suit. And it, you're it like, like, let so me speak sweet. to Joseph. Let me yeah, speak to yeah. Joseph right now. You're, <laughs> yeah. Is Joseph here? Because this is not Because cool. this is not what he would want. Um, but <laughs> I'm trying to think of other, when you're getting dressed up, I don't know. There's tons, there's, um, men's warehouse is men's a good warehouse one. Is good. There's this place called suit supply. That's like not bad. The names are so um, practical. There's so, no I twist know, on it. <laughs> there's nothing. Fu- I know every time I like, I know when I, even when I think through it, I'm just like, oh, these are just the lamest. Like there's no, yeah, there's no flair. There's no, no flair. Because a guy can't like be like, I love going to like posh, whatever. You know, right. you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't want to like say some like funny names. I so think it's so gotta they, be a it's warehouse. It's gotta be like, this is men's warehouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suit supply. Like <laughs> who's it for? Yeah. Men. What's it in? Warehouse. It's That's a warehouse. It. Okay. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When do men prefer to hang out with their partner? Um, I hope I hope a lot. I hope they prefer to see their partner whenever uh, it's just partner time. But partner time, I think um, that's so cute. Partner time, partner time. I think if it's like uh, like Sundays and like you know, love a Sunday when it like this time of year when it's cold out, mm-hmm. you just want to like snuggle up on the couch or something. I feel like that's a good you know that's a time. Do you like people. having it more designated or more free flowing? Pretty free flowing. I feel like mm. my my girlfriend, like I was saying before, my girlfriend and I have very like overlapping like social worlds because she's a comic too, and like we have a lot of the same friends. That's and, great. And you know she's also queer, so we're like just in the same. We have a lot of overlapping stuff. So our, our social, which is really lucky because I've been in relationships before where it's like friend time, relationship time, mm-hmm. and that just can get tough to like navigate and balance, especially when you're super busy with work and sure. stuff. So. Um, I think whatever works for the relationship is like, you know, as long as it's communicative, but I like that we have like a very like free flowing dynamic. That's like, what are you doing tonight? And it's like, Oh, if it, we don't have time tonight, that's all good. Like that's such, and it's such a personality thing. Cause I'm so like the way I like, un- do you have ADD? Mm. Okay. So I've got ADD and this is supposed to be an ADD thing where it's like, you have a hard time like processing like the timeline of time basically. Yeah. So if it's for me, I'm so much more like on Sunday from this, we will hang out. Like, yeah. 
kind of almost like spectrum me I say with full respect but like that's like I'm pretty like I'm like we'll do this from this time and then if it's like more free-flowing I get like overwhelmed and confused yeah yeah but I would like to be more chill yeah but I also think like you got to do whatever's gonna make whatever's gonna set you totally. up for success 100 percent. yeah and also, what's more important is that you spend the time together and that everybody feels like it's be, they're being valued and that the time is being valued and like whether that's scheduled or unscheduled whatever just like works for you and your partner and I just want to go to Sugarfish and then go home and watch Law <laughs> Order Special yeah, Victims yeah, Unit. Yeah. Sugarfish is a great dun, restaurant in, sushi, <laughs> in uh, Manhattan. It's all sushi. I love sushi. I love, and Sugarfish is so good. If you've never been to Sugarfish. I like all the blue ribbon ones. Where they do little hand rolls. I love the hand rolls. Love a hand roll. How do men want to be shown affection? How do men want to be shown affection? Um, I think a lot of dudes probably like words of affirmation. Um, I think that that's like, uh, because I think a lot of men don't get that from other men mm. and they, I think like a lot of men don't get that from their fathers and that's something that everybody needs is like affirmation, especially as a child. I think like you need, uh, you know, reassurance that you're, oh, you're love doing reassurance. well and that you're like, and that you're loved and that you're good and that what you're, what you're up to is good and like you're safe, you're safe and all that good stuff. So I think a lot of dudes, um, are probably lacking that from, from other men in their life and fathers figures and things like that. So I think a lot of Dudes probably need that from partners. What's a good thing to say? Just like, like, like you look great. You look, you look uh, so handsome. Mm. You look really strong. Like I love yeah. your new shirt. Your haircut looks great. Like, you know, like I love your new tattoo, whatever, you know, like just, right. uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, when we were saying earlier, dudes want more compliments. I think that's like a total, like that. And I think the probably broader word for that is words of affirmation is I think a lot of guys don't get that because it, it does not happen between dudes. Dudes are always like trying to fuck with each other and like, you know, right. and like take each other down. And it's very, and even in like playful ways, I think that's the way like men like play with each other is a lot more like rip. I don't know if it's comedians more, but I've seen guy. there's this one comedian I know that's like gotten a little bigger and I, I cannot believe the things like I see guys saying to him. They're like, you're huge. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what? And like, yeah. he laughs about it and jokes too. But I just, it is, I cannot, it makes me, gives me so much social anxiety. Yeah. No, the they ripping. definitely talk to each other much more um, intensely than I think is ever necessary. But right. um, I think because that is the way that a lot of dudes are socialized, I think they need the, a little extra love. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Where yeah, can people you find on. you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram uh, at Nico Carney. Um, I have a, a podcast and a live show in New York if you're in the city at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. You can follow us to see tickets and stuff. I'll be uh, some touring stuff hopefully coming up. So uh, check me out on Instagram to be up to date if you're not in New York because I'm hopefully coming to some other spots around the city or around the country. So um, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Ask Me Anything. Please DM me at Emma Wilman on Instagram or email your questions to ama at betches.com and share this on your social media profiles. It helps us out a lot. I'll talk to you next week when we ask men anything. Ask Men Anything is produced by Sean Kilby and Rebecca Steinberg. Editing by Jazz Zapatos, Rebecca Steinberg, and Shannon Sasson. Guest booking by Anna Zagzag. Send your emails to ama at betches.com. Batches.